I had the chance recently to sit down with Heather Snyder, and we had an incredible conversation. She, she is the senior marketing advisor, RSM Marketing. And throughout the conversation, we hit it on a myriad of details, you know, talking about all she does, her philosophy, and, you know, RSM and how they work. It's an incredible conversation. I really encourage you all to listen. Thanks so much. And um, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English, and I have with me a really fun guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself because she, uh, besides being a market executive, she's a musician, she's um, a talented person for all different facets of life. If you need just basic life advice, probably get that from her as well. Um, she, uh, she just, talking to her, you just get the sense pretty quickly that you can sit down and be comfortable and have an honest conversation with her. And there's not a lot of fluff. There's not a lot of BS. There's just a, simply a lot of facts being being portrayed. And with that said, I'm just going to hand it right over and, and say go. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's And what an introduction. That was very kind of you. Well, it's fair because, and you know, you, you, you sit down with, with someone and you just straight to the point. There's not a lot of you know, beating around the bush, um, that's got to be intentional, right? Um, yeah, I mean, well, so so I'm Heather Snyder. <laughs> Heather Snyder. I guess, yeah. An introduction and name would be <laughs> that's nice. That's okay. I mean. Yeah, I'm Heather Snyder. I'm uh, the senior marketing advisor at RSM Marketing. And um, in addition to candor being one of my um, personal sort of life uh, mottos and philosophies, it's also one of the three... Um, philosophies of RSM as a company. So I think, uh, you know, whenever you talk about a company and their business, it's very personal, really, even though you're talking business, right? So we work with a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, a lot of them have quit their day jobs, uh, really risked everything to build their business. Um, So honesty and candor are huge when dealing with um, people who have everything on the line. Mm -hmm. So I find that um, being as straightforward and honest as possible is, uh, you know, the best service to the client, and it's just a good way to live overall. I agree. I'm a fan. uh, What's RSM about? You guys have your hands in a lot of different barrels. you do a little bit of media buying, you know, you have a big, heavy presence in the digital world. Um, what, uh, give me an idea of who you guys are and what y'all do. Yeah. So I think the best way to, um, to talk about RSM is, is just to give a little brief intro on how we started our leadership. Um, each have about 30 years of experience in the marketing and advertising space. Most of that being traditional agencies that operate in a, in a very, traditional format and our leadership uh, sort of independently from one another and then later together um, really realize that there's a better way to offer marketing to companies. What's that better way? So, so the obstacles and the struggles that they were noticing and hearing from their clients were that it was difficult to work with marketing agencies. It would take you know six months to develop a strategy that may or may not work once it's on the ground that preliminary work would be very expensive, time-consuming, uh, frustrating. And um, as I said, once those efforts were then started, uh, you know, three months down the line, you might find that the whole strategy is sort of out the window and you have to go back to the drawing board anyway. 
Um, so there was a lot of hassle, very expensive upfront costs associated with dealing with marketing agencies. So for a lot of companies that had a, you know, a lower budget, uh, interacting with a marketing agency was just not tenable. It's daunting almost. Hugely daunting. Like who it's, it's, um, it's extremely intimidating to talk to a marketing agency if you're an entrepreneur. Is that because as an entrepreneur, you sat down, you've built this business that you put your heart and soul into. I mean, it's your life. Um, and to have a marketing agency, and I, I work with a lot of them, so I don't want to say too much, but it's hard <laughs> to be told you're doing everything wrong. Right. Let me, let me give me everything and we're just going to go. I mean, is that why it's so scary? What's, yeah, what's no, the reason for nobody that? Nobody wants to be told they have an ugly baby, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I mean, we're, we're very careful about that as well, but back to the candor aspect, um, you know, we're, we're not afraid to say, hey, look, we can do better than what we've got going on here, and we can make it affordable for you. Um, so a couple of ways we do that is, um, you know, level billing. So we charge a flat monthly rate that is based on how many hours we think it will take to accomplish the marketing that a given company may need. So some companies may need 40 hours a month. Some companies may need 90 hours a month. So their flat monthly rate is calibrated off of that hour estimate. Yeah. Right, so it's very, it's extremely transparent from the get-go. And different from the traditional advertising agency approach. Right. Which, if you're familiar with it, it's just flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, a more comfortable, am I, am I asking, a more comfortable approach with the client? It is, and it, it allows us to do a host of marketing services uh, for that one predictable monthly cost yeah. that is usually about the cost of one full-time employee. So, um, you know, we're a great option for a company that may have a marketing director, but uh, they might be looking to, into hiring a marketing coordinator or two to help that marketing director, or maybe it's a startup that doesn't have a marketing director at all. Yeah, good. You're a great ask, a resource for a company that doesn't have that, and they just want to outsource the marketing. Right. And and the cost benefit lies in the fact that you know, you're paying that one monthly cost that is about as much as you would pay uh, a marketing director, I would say, in a small to middle market company. Sure. Uh, and with that monthly cost and the hours associated with it, you have access to a very wide variety of uh, skills and services under the marketing umbrella. So, uh, you know, most marketers on on the job market have one or two uh, specialized fields that they're really good in. So they're an SEO expert, they're an ads expert, they're a content creator, um, you know, whatever their wheelhouse is. but, you know, if you were to replace what we do, you would have to hire 10 individuals. Is it because you have individuals that are specialized in certain fields? Yes. Walking through here in the halls, I got a little tour as I, as I came in, and there are offices that are just SEO or just social media or just video or just, I mean, and that's got to be to a, a strategic advantage for you. Right, it is. And so uh, here in Kansas City, we have about mm, 10, I yeah. think, we're constantly growing so it's hard to keep track some days uh and then in wichita we have 30 so total we have about 40 folks full-time here at rsm and um 
each of them operates in their highest function only. Sure. So that streamlines things on both ends, our side and the client's side. So we're able to keep the costs very um, reachable while still providing excellent marketing services. Now, with all those people, what do you do here for them? So I am the senior marketing advisor here. So I work directly with the leadership to develop the marketing strategies for each of these new clients that we onboard. Um, so I do have a sales component. I'm the one who you know closes the deals um, that come to me. Uh, we uh, do a lot of discovery, research, really getting into the business before our team ever learns about these folks. Right. So we're developing and tailoring the strategy. It doesn't take very long, typically a couple of conversations, and we're pretty darn close to um, what our strategy will be. And then we pass it off to the team to uh, execute. Awesome. So you'll sit down with you know said client, walk them through kind of what's going on, walk them through a strategy, if you will, or a plan as um, – as you proceed mm-hmm. through the, their time with you. And then you have the luxury of handing that off, by, by no means walking away, but handing that off to a team of experts in a specific field. Right. That say, okay, we want to we want to work on um, SEO, website development, and uh, social media, mm-hmm. if that's the plan. Um, handing, the, handing that off to the experts and saying, guys, gals, this is, this is you, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to stay in the picture, of course, but let the experts do what they do the best. Right, and we work with companies nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I today I was on the phone, actually globally, because today I was on the phone with a uh, gentleman in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. where it was Yom Kippur. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything was shut down, but he was uh, a good worker and got on the phone with me. Um, so we, we work with companies all over the world, um, most of them in the U.S., and... Uh, and are obviously based here. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And are you, it's, it's got to be a comfortable aspect for you when sitting down to a client with a client because it, I feel like you're, you can be more transparent and really sit down and say, here's where I, what I recommend. And um, knowing that your recommendation isn't based on, you know, extra commission or extra bonuses or anything else. It's an honest assessment of the client, right? Sure. Right. Um, like a lot of sort of service relationship sales positions, I'm interviewing the client as much as they're interviewing me. Exactly. To make sure we're a good fit. Because mm-hmm. it is not good for my team to onboard someone who uh, maybe there's just a, a massive personality clash. And I know that you know the relationship is never going to be positive. It's a big tax on our team when when we accidentally land one of those as a client. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's this mutual interviewing, and I make sure that the folks I'm talking to understand, hey, look, we're getting to know each other to see if we're a good fit. I'm not trying to sell you anything, trying to see if we're a good fit. Now, what does that customer look like for you? When you're sitting down and going through the interview process, what is your typical size of business, number of employees? What are they trying to accomplish? What's that picture look like to you? It really varies Quite a bit. Right. Um, quite a bit. Is there an industry that you like to work with the best or, or no or um, you hate? Well, we, I will tell you the industries that 
that I would love to do more business with because I see the needle moving the fastest. Love it. Yeah, let's do it. So professional services, yep. like uh, financial advisors, architects, lawyers. Uh, we do really well in healthcare. Um, insurance? Sure, insurance. Okay. Uh, we just got a national tax advisory company on the smaller side, but um, I'd say they're they're five to seven million dollar company and mm-hmm. we were a great fit for their needs um so so there's a pretty wide variety when it comes to our clients um but we're very good at tailoring which services need to be attached to those and yeah. because our leadership has such extensive experience from everything from luxury brands to healthcare to tax um professional services b2b marketing uh e-commerce, each of them have special experience in those niches. So we can, um, we can take sort of the, the brand direction from uh, the leadership and then apply those in the tactics daily. Mm-hmm. So we're really after companies that want to grow rapidly, that are willing to work with us yeah. on that. So we don't like, com- you know, it's, it's not our favorite thing when, when we have a client just come in and say, here's the keys to my marketing, you know, don't take it in the ditch. And that's the extent. <laughs> Go, of, call me right? later. That's, that's not great because, uh, so our, our logo is an anvil, the RSM logo. Yeah. And, and that is really on purpose to symbolize the partnership that we have. So we're hammering away you're hammering away, and together we can really create this edge of the spear and sharpen that um, through our our you know joint concerted efforts. Sure. Um, our clients know more about their businesses than we ever will. We are fully you know humble in our awareness to that, but we take our knowledge of marketing, their knowledge of their specific business, marry their, the two together. Right. Their yeah. their goals, their objectives. Uh, set expectations, develop the strategy, and then we can move forward together um, in implementing uh, massive change. Isn't that great when you can actually have a conversation with a client and say, let's do this together, mm-hmm. opposed to um, the opposite of this thing, just go, call me when it's over, I'll figure it out, um, thanks, have a good day. Yeah. Those strategies, it's important. It's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next question is the one no one likes to answer, but um, when you, what's a client look like that you aren't good with? Mm. Like, when, when are you not at your best? That's a great question. So for instance, today with the gentleman in Jerusalem, I saw a couple of signs that he might not be an ideal client. So I had a very honest, candid conversation with him about what I was seeing. Ninety percent of the people who listen to this are from jewelry. jewelry <laughs> no, I love it. Hey, no. I, I love it. No, you're good. Um, so, we call our least favorite type of client profile of client. We don't have any right now, but we've had some come in the door. We refer to them as conflicted perfectionists. Yeah. So the, okay. Right. So so those are people who they want it perfect. They want it. Uh, now and super cheap yeah obviously want want it cheap but you know the very 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 high expectations that shift constantly so they're conflicted mm. in their perfectionistic 
ideas. Okay. Right. So a good sort of, t- and then I would I would say to anyone in sales to avoid this type of client, especially if you are in any kind of ongoing relationship with them after the sale, like we are. Yeah. Um, you know, we're selling every time we do anything for a client. It's sort of a new sales venture. So the relationship is extremely important. Um, so this conflicted perfectionist, they come in sometimes with a huge budget. I've had a few who come in with waving big dollar signs, right? Yeah. And they have extremely lofty goals. And they don't quite know how you're going to get there or how it's possible, but they demand it. And then the next time you talk to them, they have the same tone, the same level of goals, but now the whole thing has shifted. <laughs> that now it's new ideas. There. Right. It's new ideas. It's new concepts. And they're mad at you for referring to the last conversation and reminding them of the last thing they told you. Right. Because we don't want to focus on what we talked about previously. Yeah. It's, it's all. Right. You know, and I'm sure we've. we've probably all worked for someone like that oh sure in our lives there are people listening right now that are laughing and or rolling their eyes because they know exactly it's exactly the person you're talking it's it's the boss that you can never make happy Mm -hmm. because their expectations shift and they aren't communicating when they shift we want to be the biggest company in the whole world by the end of next quarter and here's how we have to do it right it's not the same next time you talk it's not the same next time you talk and um, they'll typically veto any idea that you have. It's their idea. Right. Yeah. It's got to be their idea. I've been there. Right. So it's just, it's just not a good fit. You know, we just can't have a positive relationship. We need, we need clients who are realistic, who um, are understanding, who have the ability to work towards the goals with us, meaning in the collaboration You know, if I'm asking a question that's going to help us develop the marketing, are you going to be available to answer that question? And some of those are tough questions. I mean, some of those are really tough questions, but they're done because there's a goal in mind. And you you need to have a relationship with your customer that's really firm Mm -hmm. to ask those difficult questions. And with some clients, like what we've described, you can't ask those. Absolutely. Yeah. So one exercise that we do before we onboard an outsource marketing department client is um, it's called a marketing primer or a jump start. It's a one page document that can extend to a couple of pages depending on how in depth you go. Mm-hmm. But it is a very honest look at your business, where you are, where you want to be, your competitors. It's a it's a really honest kind of look in the mirror before we get started. Mm-hmm. And I've had clients who don't want to do that because it's too much work for them to fill out the primer. Right, right. It's like, well, you came to a personal trainer, but you don't want to step on the scale. Right. Right? Yeah. We got to see where you are to know where we want to go. Yeah. There's, I mean, you're, you're talking, it's a strategic plan that you're trying to put together. Right. So SWOT analysis, things yeah. like this. No, I get it. We got we to gotta take a look here and see what we're working with. You need that information, just so we're clear. I mean, you need that information so mm-hmm. you know what that path looks like. Absolutely. I mean, and it helps. I mean, you're not doing it just because it's fun to make your client have homework. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the goal at the end of the day is to look at that information, analyze it, mm-hmm. and say, okay, here are their goals. Here's where we want. Here's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. How can we get them a plan to help them get there? Right. And um, it's not. 
Because without it, you're just kind of saying, hey, we want to do your marketing. Let's, hello, I'm here. It's not going to work that way. Right. Yeah, and, and because we go into this level of detail and planning and really making sure that the relationship is solid, uh, we have almost zero attrition from clients. That's fabulous. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, we We keep clients. We keep them happy. We meet or exceed goals yeah. regularly. Um, and we massively grow businesses for ex- an extremely affordable rate. That's great. Yeah. Are there any um, great success stories that you're just really proud of that you've worked with without being specific about companies? Oh, there's all kinds kind of within different sure, I can uh, tell the spot, categories. Right? Um well, uh, we're working with a national uh, curriculum publisher okay. that we we are doing a pretty aggressive Google Ads campaign for them in addition to their other marketing efforts. And they were really perplexed at how they're going to convert leads through this effort. It's a really strange space to, sp- to sell. They sell to teachers, so the targeting is... It's tough. Pretty intricate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they had a healthy ad budget, which always helps when you want to see ROI from ads. Um, We were able to project that in this quarter they would see, uh, I think it was 2,400 ads, or 2,400 leads. Okay, that's great. Um, Right, and with something like 30% conversion rate on those. And we are you know, about halfway through the quarter, and they are um, about 20% higher than those projected numbers right now. That's fantastic. So it's it's going extremely well. So, and so the ability to, to project success, which is difficult, it's, you know, sort of a stab in the dark in, in some extent, but the wizards who uh, handle these things in RSM do a really great job. Um, so the ability to project the success and then actually see it, mm-hmm. you know, and not just That's use great. the projection as a sales tool, mm-hmm. but actually use it as a true goal is um, pretty exciting. Yeah. No, I give you, so I'll switch gears just a little bit with you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, you and I were talking before we hit the, the record button about uh, how this podcast has kind of taken a, a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out strictly marketing, and as questions started coming in about business ownership and owning a business, and you know, all it takes to you know to do that, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to spend a few minutes with you. Um, you've you've owned your own business before. Um, you've ran a real a real estate company uh, for for a short time. Um, let's talk about business ownership and kind of what it takes when you're that driving force. You see it from a client's perspective as well, mm-hmm. um, which probably gives you a unique perspective when working with clients, but um, talk about how, how tough it is. I mean, it is hard when you're making all those decisions day in and day out. And talk about talk about that process. Uh, well, there's a lot to talk about in that process, but I would say the things that I see with my clients, the people I talk to every day, um, the most important things in their world are trusting the right people, yeah. So delegating to the proper people, capital, making sure you have it. Yeah. Or know how to raise it. Or know how to, know how to find know it. Know how yeah. to get it. Uh, and timing. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are kind of like the three magic things that I see with entrepreneurs. Uh, with timing, 
it's knowing when to spend that capital and on what. Yeah. Right? So timing is everything in starting a business. If you do the wrong thing in the wrong order and you did, you know, you don't prioritize properly. So you did a task that should have been three, you moved that to one. Well, now you don't have any money for number two and three. Mm-hmm. And number one was your least ROI producing task. Right. Right. So having really good business consultants who can help with decisions like hiring and, um, you know, acquiring uh, you know, assets, things like that. And then on the marketing side, having a, um, a marketing partner who can tell you accurately which marketing efforts you will see the most ROI from yeah. starting out. Okay, you've got $9,000 a month, and that needs to go for your marketing and your advertising budget. How are we going to move the needle in 30 days, in 60 days, in 90 days? To get there. To get there. Right. Yeah. So then we're building up more capital, more revenue, and then we can attack some of those other marketing efforts. Sure. So going into a, an agency that's run by a bunch, no offense, I'm 30, almost 35 years old, but going into an agency that's run by a bunch of kids straight out of college with no leadership that's ever started a business. It's different. They might have their little formula for marketing. Okay, we need to give to this and this and this. Here's how much it's going to cost a month. But are those efforts really going to move the needle quickly? Right. Um, so our leadership have all been business owners. They are business owners. They are huge in M&A, uh, merging and acquiring businesses constantly. That's how this agency was developed, by merging several kind of powerhouses together yeah. over the years so we can handle everything in-house from SEO to video production to web design. Um and then the marketing strategy piece. So having their leadership on the business side as well as the marketing is hugely valuable to these entrepreneurs who, uh, you know, you don't get a second shot sometimes yeah. at that, these businesses. That's exactly where I wanted you to go because it takes a certain individual um, like yourself and, and the people that you work with to really understand what a business owner's mindset is. Mm-hmm. It is different. Um, in a lot of cases, you run into, you run into the extremes where either they're of a, of a younger age and they don't have that experience and they are still trying to fight through the, some of the weeds that come with owning a business or they've owned it longer than they've had been married and have children. Uh-huh. And the business is, in all reality, their their life. It's what they have. It's what, it's what they've known for so long. Right. And it, it is difficult. So... Um, it's good that a company like yours can sit down and, and work through that with, with them because you have those assets. Right. And, and it's sort of also the beauty of working with all these different categories. You know, we're not an agency that just does car dealerships. We have a large car dealership. We do awesome work for them. But we also have this, all of these other categories from healthcare to B2B, um, professional services, you name it. Right. Um, so because we have all that experience, we know if you walk in and you're an attorney in Kansas City, we know what efforts are going to move the needle for your industry mm-hmm. because we have experience in, in that legal space. So we're not right. going to use what worked for, um, you know, the roofing company for the attorney. Right. right. So we go back to what did we do for this client in 
Florida? What did we do for this client in California? What is what does the formula look like for growing this category? What does the formula look like for the category? Not what does a formula look like for another company? Sure. That might be of similar size. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to stay within a certain. But you have a a policy within yourself as far as competing and competition within certain areas. Yeah, that's a really good. Um, that's a really good thing to talk about for a minute. Uh, there are a lot of agencies that will take on clients who are competing. Not only, you know, not only are they in the same category, but they are truly competitors. They the agency will say though that they are experts in a certain industry. Sure. Ex- experts in healthcare, experts in education, or experts in the legal or you know personal services mm-hmm. like that because they have that formula figured out. Right. But you argue otherwise. Yeah, I do, for a couple of reasons. Um, Let's take car dealers, for instance. Um, There's a company that I know of that does only auto dealers for marketing. Uh, So they kind of uh, are self-proclaimed experts in that field. Sure. On the creative side, the problem is all of their marketing looks the same. It's not on purpose. It's their it's their style. It's their agency style. Um, so when they are building ad concepts, you know, running commercials, that's why a lot of them have this a very similar vibe because they're coming from the same marketing agency. So the enemy of any business is obscurity, mm-hmm. right? Well said. So differentiating is the opposite. Of living in obscurity as a business, so yeah. how are you? How are you going to be differentiated by an agency that is running an assembly line of car dealer marketing strategies? Yeah. So that's sort of the creative side, and then just from a, a business standpoint, how can how can I as an agency promise to do the best work and to make uh, let's let's take SEO for example? How can I promise agency? Uh, or rather dealership A and dealership B that I will fight to get them at the top of a Google search. If you're working for both. If I'm working for both, uh, what if I'm working for 10 of them? What if I'm working for 20 of them? Mm-hmm. So if I have 20 auto dealers, they cannot all be on page one of a Google page search. Page one has what? 10. 10? Mm-hmm. Is it 10 exactly? Yep. It is. 10. And right. you're working for 20 of them. Yeah. So if you have working for 20 of them, you know that... Half of your client base is on page two. Yeah, and SEO is just one example. There's, we do a lot of um, efforts that are really revolved around uh, the competitors. Meaning, okay. for PPC, you know, pay per click on on Google Ads, for instance, um, we're very aware of what the competition is doing because, uh, you know, there's no there's no nicer way to say it, but we're trying to steal their traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, in a very white hat ethical way we are actively seeking to be the first company have our clients be the first company that a prospect finds so in our experience we can't serve two masters right Right. so there's a conflict of interest whenever you um, deal with an agency that is also serving your competitor sure now i would love to have uh an you know a legal firm in every state right right uh, and make them each the top, you know, the top law firm in their space. Um, but I, I don't care to get too 
Kansas City law firms. Keep it at one and make sure that you're doing everything you can for, right. can do for, sure. in your example, the law firm here in town. Sure. As, as long as they're di- direct competition, you know, obviously I would, I would take on a, a divorce attorney and a real estate attorney. That's different right. though. Yeah, they're That's serving different, different, yeah. different uh, client bases. So yeah, it's just something to be mindful of as a consumer um, to ask your agency, are you currently working with any of my competitors? That's a good. That's a great, great point. And I think maybe we'll leave it off there because mm-hmm. I, I think if there's one takeaway, I mean, there's a hundred takeaways here, but that's a great one because you are right. That is a spiel and it's a pitch. A lot of agencies use mm-hmm. that they're experts in 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 a certain field, but right. you don't want them working with your, you know, your your biggest competitor in town also, right. for multiple reasons. Yeah, it's not. Uh... It's not like going to a specialist at a doctor's office. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you so much for your time. Of I really course. appreciate it. This was um, so fun. I know you're um, incredibly busy. And, um, you know, again, you t- taking, taking a few minutes to sit down and chat, I think, is, um, it is. It's really appreciated. So thanks. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. I'm Heather Snyder. Or our website is rsmconnect.com. Perfect. Thanks again. Thank I appreciate you. it. Everyone, I appreciate you chiming in and listening. Um, please keep the emails coming. I, uh, I, I respond to as many of them as I can. And um, usually the way it works is I'll sit down, carve out a bunch of time, and just knock a bunch out. So if it takes a few days or a week to get back to you, that's why. But I, I'll definitely always reply. Um, that email address, again, if you need it, is denglish at ad-trend.com. Thanks again.